0: It's gone crazy. And we're just
1: trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. Zip has discovered a brand new television show. Well, <laughs> it's new for him. Like the shopping my wife fellas, gets at the on. used clothing store. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the show now has a dog, Fritz the Attack Dog. Let's say hello to Fritz. <laughs> All right.
2: Uh,
1: Downfritz. <laughs> we've never <laughs> thought Everyone of having. showered. Yeah, we've we've never had a thought of Ed doing an animal, <laughs> like Cheech and Chong could stop in. Doctor. That's Phelps. what it's come to. How yeah. many
0: years in the business, Ed? Stop it! Stop it!
1: i no, I'll tell you, there's nothing like having a pet. There really isn't. Other. No, True. Uh, dog is God spelled backwards. I swear yes, to God. Yes. Right, Unconditional love. Well, I That's I sure, view sure. it. Uh, I have a slightly different view. Oh, God is dog spelled backwards. <laughs> You're so contrarian. You have such <laughs> bad oppositional <laughs> syndrome,
3: Rivers. You really ought to check in and get that checked out. Well, but
1: and by the way, um, yes. I, I was having a, a wonderful discussion with my son today.
3: Yeah. Uh, which I one? love
1: his curiosity. Yeah. And um, which son? Uh, this yeah, is Andrew- Keith. Thank you for Keith, mentioning okay. that. Keith yeah. is not on the show that often, although he really, he really would make a nice guest sometime. He did when he was on. He was good. That's right. Yeah. He's uh, what, about thirty-eight years old now. Wow, oh, he looks young. And I, whenever I find myself, um, I don't want to say disagreeing with him, but whenever I, I think like, oh, how can he think that way? I remind myself that I'm looking into a mirror. Hmm of how I was when I was about that age. And I
3: watched you with the same introspection when you were speaking with your younger brother
1: at your house. Oh, did you? Yes. my yes. Uh, My brother Michael was there. Yeah. Ed got to visit for my birthday party, which, you know, Zip was too busy to, to attend. <laughs>
0: Jesus! Oh, <laughs>
1: I totally understand. You had a gig; it's no big deal. He was, well, gigging. Uh, but, but if, I, I am sad that I missed it. Family, I will make it up to you. Family is interesting, and uh, Keith sent me something fun—a text. Of we, we've been exchanging articles, and you know, it's a real neat thing for a father and son to share some pastimes. Sure. You know, and I'm not like Donald Trump and his sons. I don't enjoy killing endangered species and holding them up as a trophy. Yeah. I can't golf. Uh, But Keith and I, uh, we like uh, philosophical discussions. And he sent me uh, an article. I sent him some stuff. He sent me some stuff. We're both listening to that all in podcast, which was his idea, by the way. Was it? Is that who told you about it? Oh, yeah. He found it and uh and it's you know, it's up to a million listens per podcast. so it's amazing. Uh, we'll get anyway, there. we'll get there. Yeah. We were talking about the most recent one, and then he was talking about politics. You see, my son Keith had dinner with Larry Elder. I'm guessing, <laughs> Ed, you know who Larry. I didn't know who he was. He's a big radio talk show host in California, a conservative one. Mm-hmm. And he's quit his job to run for governor in the okay. recall election against this, Gavin Newsom. This is a Howard Stern stunt,
3: right? As soon as they start looking into his finances, he's going to withdraw from the race. Um,
1: the only correct. Answer. What's the only honest answer? I don't, I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this We're is learning. the only show where the catchphrase of "I don't know" and Fritz I don't the dog agrees. <laughs> I don't know that much about him. Um, yeah, I do know that these days I don't take anything at face value. Yeah, you can't. Unless I pay for it. So I was having this discussion <laughs> with Keith about the fact that most people get their news from sources that don't charge them for it. Yeah, memes. <laughs> Well, not just memes, but even the store, the stories that are uh, put out on Facebook. Sponsored. And various publications. Uh, in order to get clicks, they have to be clickbait. And chumbuckety. Chumbuckety. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, Sounds like a Dick Van Dyke
3: yeah. tune. And so chum, when, chum, when I
1: heard he was having a chance to have a dinner with Larry Elder, of course I had some paranoia about right-wing brainwashing, but then I remembered one of my best friends... Yeah. In Seattle was Rob McKenna, who was the state's attorney general, uh, ran for governor, argued in front of the Supreme Court, and a brilliant, wonderful conservative. I mean, a man I truly admire. Mm-hmm. And uh, Keith seems to feel the same way about Larry Elder. So I, I'm i assuming, uh, and by the way, the one thing I love about him mm-hmm. is that he's a libertarian. Ah. So he's a radio host. He's an author. He's an attorney, a documentary filmmaker. Wow. And uh, he started as a local show in Los Angeles, and and he quit his show to run for governor. So I, you know, I have to, uh, I want to learn more. But anyway, he's talking to this guy, and we're passing um, information back and forth. And Keith sends me this article. Uh, it's from a publication called, it's not something I've familiar with um it's called quartz have you ever read anything from quartz how do you how are you spelling quartz q-u-a-r-t-z not like a quart of maple syrup which like i'll be talking yeah. on this show next march <laughs> ad nauseum <Yeah. laughs> sure anyway the article was called cynicism isn't as smart as we think it is i saw this posted somewhere and it's, and by the way, I had just been telling them that anything you read for free is suspect. Right. I don't mean that anything you read for free is wrong. I just mean you should make sure you, you know, make sure you get lots of different points of view before you go, I'm going to follow that story. <laughs> so it turns out the word cynicism is a very old uh, Greek philosopher word. And it referred to philosophers who rejected conventional ideas about money, power, and shelter. Instead, they advocated living simply aligned with nature. I've heard this about the minimalism. Cynicism has Mm -hmm. been used in association with minimalism as well. That's right. Yeah. Uh, The founder of this uh, school of thought was antihistamines. No, it's (laughs) (laughs) antist... It looks like antihistamines. Yes, I know. Uh, Ant- I'm a fol- follower of Socrates. So- <laughs> the Socrates, the sneezing so I know what philosopher about. <laughs> from the Greek BC area era. era. Uh, he was a guy. It's Ant- Antis- Ant- Antisthenes. I'm probably mispronouncing it. If there's a philosopher in our audience, yeah, I'll be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, f- but there this is somebody who knows who this guy is and how to pronounce it. <laughs> Email us at show at bobrivers dot com. Anyway. This philosopher lived on the streets of Athens, ate raw meat, and preached a life of poverty. And this is where the word cynic comes from. Well, today, cynicism doesn't mean anything like that. Cynics pride themselves on skepticism and their ability to be wary of other people's motives as a sign of discerning intelligence. It's the point of this article. Now... I'm not sure why you sent it to me, but I know that I, I, I'm i not a cynic, am I? Feel free to attack me now. Uh, Fritz, <laughs> you can start Fritz <laughs> the Attack talk.
0: I, I think your cynicism is more in your toolbox of entertainment value. Mm-hmm. You, that's how you apply that, that cynicism. May may I say something for the, for about benefit, you for the benefit for the benefit of the audience?
1: May I say yes. something about you, Zip, right now?
0: Yes.
2: Zip's the oh. nicest guy in the world. <laughs> um, uh,
1: do uh, I it, detect a note of cynicism <laughs> in that? <jingle? laughs> you were too <laughs> kind. You, <laughs> I don't trust that comment. Um, <laughs> I, I, my cynicism is that I believe that any opinion. Isn't a a well rounded view of all the aspects of a thought. Uh, if that's cynicism, then I'm cynical all the time. But I'm not. I don't distrust everything. Um, beg to differ. <laughs> through the chair. <laughs> through the chair. Fritz, move out of the way. Ed wants to attack me. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> no, I think you're measured in your takes. But you you dig it and do your homework though, and and you really are kind of a. Yeah.
1: There's two sides to every story kind of guy. Well, to that point, when Keith sent me this thing from Quartz, mm-hmm. I was like, what kind of publication is this? And I did a search. Quartz yeah. bias. What is the bias of this? And, and it turns out that it's considered very neutral. Hmm. Not liberal. Not conservative. And you sort this out? Well, what? He, it, he, my son made a very good point to me. I said, if it's free, it must be junk. <laughs> and then he sent something free That's written by very highbrow people and maybe not be junk. And so I responded this way. I said, an article that's cynical about cynicism is a paradox. (laughs) 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 That's like writing an article saying that people who write articles are stupid. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which can be true. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, Um, it, it was an interesting discussion.
3: Mm, interesting, and by coastal as well. So, it's oh, kind of yeah. taken in the whole country. And and was this in a, was this uh, quartz article handed to him by, or recommended to him
1: by Larry Elder? I uh, oh no, I don't think so. But he had a, a long. Uh, it, it was a it was a dinner. It was pre it was not a campaign dinner, mm-hmm. but it was an invitation dinner. And um, you know, he had some good friends who were. Was it a fundraiser? No, no. Ah. Although he's doing that now. This was before he announced his candidacy for governor. Mm. Uh, I had a scare yesterday. Oh. Um, Our cat got out of the house. Oh, boy. And um, it was the day that, it was the day before yesterday, actually, it was the day the partygoers left after my birthday party. right. And all of a sudden, Lisa and I were just sitting there in the afternoon, and she goes, Where's Pearl? Oh, boy. Where's the kitty? And I started, I'm like, so she's probably in her bed under the couch. She hides there sometimes. And then one of us has to go, I'm sorry, me, has to go. (laughs) And she wasn't there. And so you begin that thing, if you've ever had a pet that you didn't want to get eaten outside. Yeah. Where you start searching the whole house, and there was no sign of her. And cats don't come when you call. You know. uh, generally, they don't. No. Un- <laughs> <laughs> unless they're, you know, unless they need to eat, and you suddenly open the door, they can get to the food. They don't come because you want them to come. Is, is the way to look at it. So I just sort of freaked out because um, any of you who've. Seen us on Facebook. We had a family of foxes living next to our barn <laughs> in a stone wall. That I thought that looked like a stock
0: photo. Honest to God, that's how good those pictures were. Oh, they were. They, yeah, they were really amazing. There were
1: five. Uh, they call them kits, the fox pups. Oh man, wicked there, cute. There were five of them, and <laughs> Fritz, <laughs> down boy, scare the foxes. <laughs> well, they were they were surprisingly tame. And uh, foxes don't like to be seen. No. they're Almost like mountain lions or bobcats. But the mom and dad fox would actually come out when you wandered near the den. And I think it was to distract you. Yeah. That's a diversion. But Lisa was just like, these are my friends. I'm taking pictures. And she took pictures every day. Hmm. And some of them were just astounding pictures. Well, anyway, the cats out and loose and we have the the fox pups left the den about 3 weeks ago so they're hunters now and hungry and hungry <laughs> yeah. so we have seven full grown foxes oh boy on our property and we have a cat <laughs> think named... of it as the kardashians with talent <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. this is a cat that's hers, whose name is pearl she's a completely you know bright white cat yeah, be not beautiful. hard to find Beautiful. So I started doing the thing. Pearl! Come on, Pearl! (laughs) Like she was a dog. But she isn't. No. And I hopped on the ATV, and I rode around the field, and I basically went everywhere. Because we've had a cat, maybe like 30 years ago, disappear. Oh, boy. And I still remember the night it left. It was out front, and I was going, come on in. The cat's name was Windsor, by the way, which is the town we were married in. Of was course. There? Yeah, I was there. Come on, Windsor. Yeah, you saw the, you saw the church mm-hmm. we were married in. Lisa I did. At least took Ed on a tour, Zip. You're so yeah. glad you didn't come. Trust me. <laughs> 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 that happens to be the name I, of my hometown, yeah. too, by the way. why I said. Oh, that's right. That's that's yeah. right. So I, I'm doing this whole thing, and I'm driving around, and I'm actually looking for some white fur. seriously i was more i was mourning and grieving already and i was like how do we let her get out and then i was trying to figure out who to blame so human of me yeah must have been one of my brothers or sisters who didn't look when they opened the door Uh, it wasn't it must have been lisa what is that about human beings where when something's fucked up there's this is it just me (laughs) <laughs> no, <laughs> it's an innate. <laughs> no, you are correct. It is an innate
3: need to find a, a, a culprit. A culprit. Yes. Zip. Do you do this too? Because you're the nicest guy in the world. You <laughs> I mean to
0: uh, place blame. Yes. Uh, yeah. I
1: mean, I do. I suppose. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Said I am not like the perfect. nicest guy in the world. By the way, he I didn't we, not. He he didn't even want to blame himself, but he had to yeah, go no. for him. No, so you know what I mean. Like it must be somebody's fault, and it's never like it's my fault. First, zip. Yes. Okay. Just oh, to make sure, you're still. There. <laughs> I'm here. By the way, <laughs> my my elder. I mean, listen, longtime listeners of me know that one of my challenges was always leaving room for somebody else to speak. Yeah. And in my older years now. I think I do a better job of that. Well, silence, yeah, silence is a powerful tool, actually. I guess, yeah. Anyway, I get back to the house. I am about to give up, and the cat is just laying in the garden. And she, yeah. How long had she been out on Uh, her own? It turns out for several hours. And um, and Lisa said it wasn't my brothers or sisters because she saw the cat when she was home. And it may have been me uh, because for a while I went out in the garage and then apparently, you know, the garage side door was open or something. She might have snuck out. But she was fine. And she had to, and, and like, I wish I could talk to this cat and go, you know, like a kid. You know how you scare a kid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll poke your eye out. <laughs> There's foxes out there. They'll eat you. <laughs> but. I couldn't really do anything but hold her fluffy body and say, "No, we love you. Welcome back to the house." Yeah. <laughs> but we we live in a wild area with wild animals, and we always have. We, we lived in North Bend, Washington. Same thing. Yeah, you could wake up and there'd be a herd of elk on your lawn. <laughs> Mountain lions, bears—no lions and tigers though. Well, if you call it mountain lions, lions... Oh, I do believe in spooks. Yeah. Oh, I do. I do believe in spooks. Yeah. You can't do lions and tigers and bears, though. We have to do <laughs> lions and pigeons. <laughs> you, 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 yeah.
3: can, you can in this part
1: of the country. <laughs> so, a lion? anyway, just a reminder to
3: take care of your pets. Yes. I, I was it. terrified the entire time I was there that I was going to leave that door open,
1: boy. You were. So you were thoughtful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, that's, I, I would never have gotten over that. By the way, was it worth it flying all the way to Detroit, taking a bus ride and being at the party and and then going right back home the next day? Well, Lisa made it well worth it.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I have memories and pictures for life. I uh, showed them to
1: Lizzie. She was like, oh my God, oh, look cool. at that.
3: That's the Lincoln Memorial. That's the original work for it.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, you mean from the sculptor place you went? Yeah. yeah, yeah, the national yeah We're not going to talk a lot about that tonight, but That's if fine. you're yeah. ever in Vermont or New Hampshire, yeah. uh, St. Gaudens is a national park to... Uh, it's basically the home of Augustus St. Gauden, who was one of the most famous b- bronze sculpturists in the world. And he did coins, too, didn't he? Do yes, the, he did. Lady Liberty. Um, La- yeah. He did some $20 pieces. A, yeah. a lot of famous
3: coins, actually.
1: Ed took the most amazing photo. It's one of his Lady Liberty uh, bronze <laughs> statues where she's holding out her hand. And he put his (laughs) cell phone in as if she was taking a selfie.
3: I did not actually touch the the statue; I held it in place. For it it was was perfect. It was Lisa to take the picture. I want
1: to actually go back and get a (laughs) selfie stick and do a like a really professional job of that idea.
3: Please don't crass
1: adult imagery
0: sarcasm. Okay,
1: you know me. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the state of COVID because Mm -hmm. the situation is changing. Uh, COVID-19 cases are on the rise, most severely in states with low vaccination rates, uh, but really everywhere. I was looking at an article from Massachusetts. They're on the rise in Massachusetts.
3: Ch-ch-ch-ch-changes. Yes, Turn <laughs> and get your shot. Ch-ch-changes. Come on, you rock and rollers. And, and you The question
1: seems too. to and by the way, Fauci, I got a bone to pick with you, but we'll get to that in a I'll second. I'll pick
3: this bone.
1: Ah, uh, the question seems to be, you know, how do you talk to people and convince them to get a vaccine, or do you even do that? Um, I kind of believe that gentle persuasion and facts uh, may be more productive than you know calling someone an idiot. Absolutely, my dad believed in the latter philosophy when I was. <laughs> 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 Why does that not surprise me? But The problem with calling me an idiot is it took me a few decades to figure out I actually was an idiot and to <laughs> want to change.
0: My father used an aeronautic term to well, describe my, yes. What you did got, just, your, you yeah. got your head up and locked. That was his expression. Up and locked? Up my ass and yeah. locked. Did he locked. say up your landing, ass? Like landing gear. He goes, yeah. Pete, you got your head up and locked. What are you doing? Nah, and
3: I know. was accused of anal sex at a very early age. <laughs> I was a dirty wee bugger from the time I could remember. Really? Yeah, yeah. Was I, was, you... I didn't know what a bugger was. But uh, Scott, a big, very big, big glass weed and blue collar thing. Oh, you dirty wee bugger, yeah. Move. And did your dad have that <laughs> thorough Scotland accent? Aye, he huh. did. You're so a Scot i'm a scott through and through so my yeah. booth my parents you know what did you think of scotty on star trek did you think it was a terrible phony impression no it wasn't bad at all actually james Doohan was from sarnia ontario which is not very far from windsor my hometown Uh huh. and he was a great actor actually that's neat yeah
1: he, he was not scottish of
3: course nobody it was a very convincing uh a scottish accent though because okay. i did not know for years that he was not a Scott, and I grew up with the accent, so that's how
1: accurate it was to me. So Scotty from Star Trek was as convincing as your old man who was right off the boat. Yeah. Yeah, I'm first generation removed, both of them. Uh, Would your old man have been a Trumper and refused to get the vaccine? No, my father was
3: very... um, there was, a, uh, there was a guy that used to come, we lived in a very, very dirt poor neighborhood and there were guys that couldn't make the rent sometimes and uh, the landlord would come around and he would demand it. My, and my dad was a tall, intimidating son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> with, with, a, with a hair trigger uh, temper for Is social justice. No, no, no. Oh. He died in, uh, in his 40s. Oh, from wow. Largely PTSD related things. But anyway, wow. he, would, he would stand and, and just toe to toe with this landlord when he would demand the rent. He'd say, you back off, he'll have it next week. He said, he'll it next week, you'll have it next week. Hmm. You know, and if he doesn't have it, I'll bring it to you. Now get off the doorstep before I punch you in the eye. You know, he was just I did telling. talk like that. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There's something almost pirate-like about Scottish accent. I can't. Yeah,
3: it's a little like the yeah, you know Irish tends especially to, especially when they're, they're mad. Offer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, you don't want to make a
1: Scot mad. Screw. Oh, you think the Irish? are I'm angry. So, uh, so what I try to do with the COVID stuff is just put it in some sort of perspective. I, I try to do the impossible. Which is not take one side or the other and give it some perspective.
0: I was just going to say, uh, uh, Ed, can you now cross the river without and enter Canada? I thought they um,
3: relaxed. Not yet. The, no? the, the problem is not getting into Canada. They will let me go to my homeland anytime. The mm-hmm. problem will be coming back into the oh, U.S. Yeah. yeah, the U.S. won't let them back. They won't. They want me to quarantine or something.
1: I don't know. And it's going to be a while because the cases are going to rise. Twenty second. Supposedly another eight days. Okay. Okay. So here's the, uh, by the way, if you go to the cdc.gov website, COVID tracker, they have an interesting thing uh, called the vaccination equity tab, which shows you combined county level of vaccine coverage. In other words, you can see where the, and by the way, I shouldn't call them Trumpers because I have a lot of friends who voted for Donald Trump and, and they're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I think Trump handled it poorly by never really like he was taking credit for the vaccine, and yet wouldn't say you everybody if you love me and believe in me, get it, right? You know he, but he knew he had to have the. By the way, are those skin are those cynics the people who won't get the vaccine? I would say yes.
3: Mm. Well, and you know one one every vaccine has risk. Any vaccine of any kind. Has risk. Some risk,
1: yes. Some risk. Well, getting in your oh, car, car, man, g- but getting in your car, car has is risk a risk. Car. Right. Not getting in your car and driving away when a tsunami is coming to kill you <laughs> yeah. is a bigger risk, right? <laughs> okay. Yes, there you go. And, and by the way, the TV has started to try and do this on the evening news. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone needs to shake Americans and say, okay, here's math, okay? Yeah. Breathe. Everything you do, people die on the toilet seat. People slip in the shower. Hey, Elvis! Come on, man. Will something die in there, man? Elvis. Stop. Sorry. Right, and so the <laughs> chance of uh, of getting one of those rare uh, side effects that could be bad or life threatening is minuscule compared to the chances of dying from doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And I wish that would be a sentence that would just be repeated over and over everywhere. A mantra. But it seems to me that even the scientists, and, and Fauci also, like, he's caught up in the politics too much. I Like, for example, he, Fauci, and you could pretend to be Fauci anytime you want to in this. I well, don't have to pretend. <laughs> okay. I commit. Fauci, um... Appeared to just get pissed off that Pfizer was saying there may be a need for a booster shot. And it was like, we'll be the ones that decide. Right. But the drug companies write the laws. <laughs> now, just, they, well, they
3: finance the yeah. writing of the laws.
1: Yeah, they they yes. pay for, they bra- I mean. And
3: I would like to personally thank Johnson & Johnson for one.
1: Sure. Well, there's another thing. Is there? A, is there? A, I remember when my uh, brother said, "I think I better get the Johnson of Johnson because I don't trust this new technology." <laughs> <laughs> you know the the RNA, whatever they call them. Yes, he, in other words, he was doing the Fauci pokey. Yes, the, doing the Fauci pokey. <laughs> and look, science is science. None of it's perfect. None of it is without risk. Uh, I wish people could critically think, like, which is the least dangerous thing to do Mm -hmm. and then decide to do it. So here's what's going on in a nutshell. Cases are rising, especially in states with low vaccination rates. But death tolls are not rising. They're creeping up a little bit. What it is is that the people are dying are primarily unvaccinated and the people who aren't dying are primarily vaccinated.
3: There's an easy solution, people. Sure. Get a shot. And I don't mean Patron. The,
1: uh, there's a slogan. Uh, science, scientists are not great meme writers. There's a slogan on the CDC website. A needle today helps keep COVID away. <laughs> really? <laughs> Billions of dollars of government funding and you couldn't like...
3: Sounds poetic to me. Yeah. It rhymes. It's easy. People can get it in their heads.
1: They won't. Uh, When looking at the seven-day moving average, here's what you got. Uh, I'm going to click on it. Ah, This website doesn't work that good either. Uh, 14,885 cases a day is the current seven-day average. That's 16% increase from last week. So that's significant. Uh, will we go back to lockdowns and stuff? Not a shot over my dead body. That's right.
3: <laughs> Which at my age could be any day. I look good though, don't and, I?
1: And do you agree with that, Zip? That we shouldn't do anything about it, no matter how bad it gets.
0: I. Uh,
1: it it just it baffles me that
0: people won't. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's my official answer.
1: Oh, that's good. Look at you. Took the show slogan right out of
0: it. I seriously. We don't know. I don't Um, know.
1: Deaths have actually kind of declined. A seven day moving average of deaths is 176, which uh, and the uh, 162 actually. And when you look at that, if you want to look at it in a really um, perspective like way, 30 or 60,000, 30 to 60,000 people a year can die of the flu. So take 176 and multiply it times 365. And not that the rate will stay the same, but that would give you an idea what the annual rate would be, 64,240. And guess what? That's the high end of the flu. And so I'm going to say something that might be considered controversial to my extremely woke liberally type friends <laughs> okay and my republicany um you know right-wingy friends might think that I, I've finally seen the light but this is really more the libertarian in me at 64,000 when it's your choice whether you get the vaccine or not yes it ain't no emergency yes <laughs> it sure as
3: hell ain't <laughs> yeah
1: yet yet because um you know what's a terrible way to drive? Uh, blindfolded? No, looking out the rearview mirror. <laughs> yes, <laughs> true that. In other words, uh, you can be sure you didn't have an accident today <laughs> by looking in the rearview mirror. <laughs> and you can drive where you think the road is, yeah. but you don't know you won't hit a brick wall. All right. uh, I personally believe the Delta variant and who knows what other variants will result in that case number you know, it's up sixteen percent, and yet the deaths are down. Right. I believe that it'll go up dramatically, but that the death rate will fall. I... We're America. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I was going to say in our corner of the world, but uh, you know, it's... our financial freedom and our perceived. Entitlement to do whatever the f we want. <laughs> yeah, just working against us. Is yes. more important than a small statistical number of people dying. Sorry, Fritz, I didn't mean to freak you out.
2: <laughs>
1: so I don't think there'll be anything. I, I mean, I, I, unless there's a brand new variant that kills, you know, large numbers of people, we're we're done. Does anybody disagree?
0: I was just going to say, I I know, it, people seem to be even people who are pro-vaccine seem to be really frustrated and just about had it with the lack of consistency in the mask application laws. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I really, you know, I see it almost every day. I don't, you know, what do I do for Christ's sakes? Yeah, you know. I'm well,
1: it and and that makes sense because it kind of depends. Who you are, where you are, what your what your risk tolerance level is.
3: Well, it's I think a lot of it's also on the CDC and the WHO for the massive botch job that they did as far as uh, PR managing the PR. They've
1: botched everything. We'll do another show when I have time to prepare for it on how screwed up healthcare is in this country. (laughs) It's a for-profit industry, and that has an upside in that there's shitloads of money to develop new drugs. And it has a downside in that getting you hooked on new drugs is as important to the drug companies as it is to a a heroin dealer. Yeah. And what was the big drug that they just got uh, fined? uh, You talking about the the, Alzheimer's drug? No.
3: uh, No. (laughs) The one that they they had the lawsuit for that Obama made go away.
1: Hmm.
3: Oxycontin. If that didn't prove that they're out for profit and and addicting people. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, then.
1: And, and by the way, when I'm trying to do whataboutism, yeah. which I only do to stir the pot, by the way. Of course, yeah, Because I am... I think Zip knows that, too. <laughs> when I do that, I go, so what health crisis did President Obama uh, preside over that killed 400,000 people? And people look at me like, what? And, you know, it wasn't just Obama. It was Bush and Obama. And, and, yeah. and basically the whole country turned its back. On 400,000 people dying of prescription drugs while still putting people in jail for marijuana. Yeah. Which it's now it's- you can't drive 10 minutes without a billboard for a pot shop in many states. God bless
3: America, yeah. land that I love, <laughs> from the pot chop to the head chop, and everything that makes me feel like I'm up above.
1: Thank By you, the way, you- why why you guys, Cheech and Chong, don't have major? Major endorsement deals right now is maybe we're just getting too old, but uh,
3: no, that's not it, dude. I know I, you think you're the smartest guy in the class, but hey, geez, come out, hand me that dunce cap, man. <laughs> hey, Bob, yes, I shipped a pipe uh, over a state line and did time. Did time at prison, pokey. yeah. You talk about your hokey pokey? Right. I never
1: used the soap <laughs> for fuck three. Fucking years man <laughs> <laughs> oh, meanwhile gosh, man, it's a podcast, man. meanwhile the sackler uh, family pays a parking fine compared to how much money they made I where's the justice no justice that's right no peace no okay. justice
3: no i did I, no I, I did,
0: <laughs> I whoa, did whoa. see a billboard the other day for yeah. uh, a dispensary and it just big giant letters mm. all smoke no mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: a lot. Now, was that an off, obviously, reference? It's a the... cocaine reference, I would yeah. say. I yeah, yeah. But, but maybe that's just how it hits me. Okay. <laughs> that could quick, be. Quick poll Who's been to a hookah lounge? Not me. Can't say I have. I, I, I will. I believe that I will never smoke, and I say anything. I believe because who knows, yeah. but who knows. I hate proclaiming things, but I, I believe that I will never smoke anything again in my life because just the concept of putting smoke in your lungs is just, you know, just I, I can't justify it. However, a gummy an hour and a half before bedtime, yeah. you know, I never thought I would uh, say that's okay, but what's the big deal?
3: I mean, where did you get those gummies, by the way?
1: Oh, well, not that I've I tried Where do you not get them? No, I live it in is. Vermont, which is right next to Massachusetts, and uh, yeah. my son lives in California, okay, and my other well. son lives in Seattle. All right. So, uh, you know, and, and by the way, i I still worry because, uh, well, first off, I can't do the do the get high thing. No, and, uh, and even if I wanted to. I'm one of those people that literally got so paranoid I had to, mm-hmm. you know, panic attacks and go to the hospital. Oh, my God. So it's kind of a natural thing that keeps me away from that. But that's CBD gummies that you use. Though. Yeah. So this, So I use a gummy that has a CBD and a little bit of indica in it. Mm-hmm. and um, And I take like a half a dose and I just go to sleep. It's almost like... You know, it's not even a glass of wine as, as far as, you know, any kind of a buzz goes. But, right. But I think, um, I think a lot of people have discovered, and I think medicine is discovering, that it's way... Uh, and, and, and by the way, I was mistrustful of the whole medicinal marijuana. Okay, we're not going to legalize it. We're not going to get high. But let's legalize it for certain <laughs> things. Let's start with people who have... Terminal illnesses. You don't want to hate them, do you? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always thought that was like you know, a ruse. I, I thought it was a little bit of a ruse. Yeah. Uh, but at, the more and more I learn, it's not a canard at all. People yeah. who can't keep food down, people who uh, are suffering from pain and nothing else helps, and you know they still haven't researched it enough. Right. But you know, as far as public health goes. It's another example how screwed up this country was that people went to prison
3: for that. It's a weed, man. Yeah. The birds eat the seas and get high exactly. and flit around,
1: dude. All right. Next up, the word impossible. Have y'all noticed that impossible has become a brand? Yes, it's a burger. I eat them
3: all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: They are awesome, by the they way. They are. agreed. They're really
1: great. Okay. I have still. <laughs> Call me a skeptic. By the way, Fritz. yeah, I, would, I think Fritz should be the deciding vote. <laughs> <laughs> would a dog eat it and think it was eating meat? Oh uh, Yeah, without a doubt. We fed the pups a couple of Wait a minute, times. Zip, you just claim to know what a dog thinks?
0: Well, I, I've just watched both of them wolf it down.
1: Okay. Um by the way, Fritz isn't a real dog, but I think we should get a dog and do that test live on the podcast next week. What do you think? Sure. Who has a dog? You have one, Zip.
0: I do. Yes. Uh,
1: would you cook although, up? Would you cook cook yeah. up some impossible steak?
0: Yeah. Well. Uh, steak. It's it's burger
1: or yeah. ground uh, meat. Yeah. <clears throat> right. So, and would you grill one of those burgers? And feed it to the dog. You and I can, you know, we can do record it with a portable device. And has that, by the way, has that test been done to anyone's knowledge? Um, I, I, they just wolf it down. Dogs will eat
3: their their own shit, Bob. It's
0: not, (laughs) and they won't won't make a lot
3: of noise. So this
1: test is flawed.
3: Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs)
1: What's it called? Impossible. What burgers, impossible, impossible burgers. burgers. Yeah. I'm gonna and Google the, it in what, case it's already been done a hundred times.
0: And what's the competitor ad? There's another one. Um, uh, there is another one, um, and, and I can't remember what they mind. call yeah. it. Uh, uh, but it Impossible goes. Burger is it just is awesome. Killer, it really tastes killer. like. It's uh, not cheap you know, either. But it's
3: good. Yeah. No.
1: Okay. Um, I don't know if I should uh, telzip this before we do this. It is not recommended that dogs eat Impossible Whopper which oh, is but well, the whopper does it does that could yeah, give do. the dog a stomach upset but i think beyond. in the interest of science yeah for one dog to make that sacrifice <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the beyond part, well is
0: whopper is one thing i mean mm, you know okay. and, and just sprinkling some ground round into their regular dinner
1: yeah Dry here's food. here's another story I, i'm not sure can dog? Can I give my dog the Impossible Burger? Hmm. And uh, can I give my dog dot info? Is actually a website. Isn't that amazing? Yes. I, I mean, but no. <laughs> these I really- the, listen to this. No, dogs should not be given Impossible burgers to eat, as these burgers are highly processed. Oh, geez. And fit only for human consumption. They're only for something lower than a dog. Oh, jeez. <laughs> sponsored by the Beef Lobby. <laughs> uh, they are plant substitutes for meat products using flavors, <laughs> proteins, and binders. Highly processed, so unfit for dog.
0: Well, we don't. Uh, we've never actually fed them, but, yeah. you know, what was left over on our plates. You okay. Know, it actually says
1: crabs. here it won't do them harm if you do it once. Uh but do it in moderation. It contains salt and oil, which is not good for your dog's digestive system. But wonderful for human beings and our healthcare system. <laughs> <laughs> Pfizer, they love you for it. Johnson and Johnson too. They'll sell you drugs after you've destroyed your digestive system. Yeah. Okay. Uh so we can try it. Yeah. Wait a minute. Were you saying you fed him this meat before? Yeah, he did.
0: Yeah, uh, but, but but from table scraps. It's not like we prepared it and gave that.
1: But the dog table. wolfed it down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So much for the big reveal next week.
3: He's <laughs> <laughs> setting up a bet.
1: Yeah. This is old school radio. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to do it now. Let's see if there's a video of someone doing that. Oh, wow. Of course there is. Impossible Burger versus Burger. Dog (laughs) sniffs and chooses Impossible versus Rigor Burger on my new vlogging camera. No kidding. Gosh. That could be paid placement, too. We don't know what to trust anymore. So, Impossible is used for meat. What else is Impossible used for a lot these days?
3: Well... Uh, opinions on on uh, either you know fox or cnn or msnbc it's always you know that impossible or absolutely the other one that gets me next to impossible is absolutely because there's no room for gray area in right. absolutism but that seems to be the response of every guest that interviewed on liberal media absolutely i think that that and then yeah. they yeah
1: uh hyperbole it's called um mm. The use oh, of impossible that, was that I was referring to this week, <laughs> yes, <laughs> is weather. Oh, that scientists is. are now saying that the weather extremes we are having uh, are virtually impossible without man-made global war- global warming. Mm-hmm. And I guess I mean if scientists say it. Should I just believe it or should I be a
3: cynic? Well, what is the ulterior motive for scientists? To fund research? To fund their careers?
1: Uh, it's good you asked about that. Science, uh, scientists are. Um Let me ask the four out of five doctors who like camel (laughs) cigarettes. (laughs) 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 Wait a minute. Tarryton is smoother. Charcoal is why. Yes. Menthol is good for you. Um, I believe science is a subject. uh, I believe the ambition of science is is always good, but I believe that uh, who paid for the research is massively important. Yeah. And it's sometimes by omission, too, that they that they give their opinions. Well, that's spinning statistics. That's spinning mm-hmm. uh, yeah. data. Western North American extreme heat, virtually impossible without human-caused climate change. This is from worldweatherattribution.org. So it's a nonprofit, and it's a big study uh, of the extraordinary heat wave, wave in the Pacific Coast last June. Multiple cities of Oregon and Washington and the western provinces of Canada reached temperatures in the hundreds, setting an all-time Canadian temperature record of 114 degrees. Uh, Shortly before setting the record, this uh, village, Leighton, was largely destroyed in a wildfire. There were spikes in sudden deaths, sharp increases in hospital visits for heat-related illnesses. Scientists in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K., and the Netherlands, France, Germany, and Switzerland collaborated to assess what extent human-induced climate change had so I'm 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 not skeptical or cynical but I'm cautious about this Mm -hmm. because they and this always happens in science they set out to prove something yeah when you set out to prove something you kind of want to prove it right Generally speaking. (laughs) It introduces the potential for bias. Uh, But the way they did it is they used published peer-reviewed methods, analyzed how human-induced climate change affected the maximum temperatures in the region where most people have been affected, including Seattle, Portland, and Vancouver. Anyway, bottom line, of course, the meme version of it is impossible weather. (laughs) <laughs> tastes just <laughs> like beef <laughs> uh because they use the word impossible I, yes. I it makes me skeptical yeah a little a little bit of dogma going on yeah I guess yeah. here's another one um ten thousand what has ten thousand been used for hmm yes to the two fine for dri- driving under the influence two big pop culture Ten thousand brands have come under question. Ten thousand maniacs. Yeah, that's ten thousand. What maniacs?
3: Maniacs. I know
1: that's a band. Yeah, I know. Okay, it's said pop culture. Have, have you ever heard this one? In order to get good at something, oh, ten thousand. Yeah, you oh. need to practice for how many hours? I thought it was a hundred thousand, but I guess it's eight thousand four hundred and twenty-two. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um I believe your Scottish father or Zip's father actually would have told you where they pulled that statistic out of. <laughs> yeah, they're
3: behind. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh man. In other words, 10,000 hours of practice. It, it, it was meant as uh, and, and I I know a scientist by the way who hates that Malcolm is it Malcolm Gladwell who wrote that book? 10,000 hours to mastery? Um he's the one who popularized uh, that quote, I believe. <gasps> Yeah, Um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours quote. Here it is. Probably heard of the 10,000 hour rule, which was popularized by Malcolm Gladwell's blockbuster book, Outliers. As he tells it, the rule goes like this. It takes 10,000 hours of intensive practice to achieve the mastery of complex skills and materials like playing the violin or getting as uh, smart as Bill Gates. (laughs) Then how does a (laughs) five-year-old
3: get up and play Sally Gooden, like note for note and perfect meter? Well,
1: uh, and that's it. But according to science now, it's a bit more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. Um, It turns out there's another important variable. How good a student's teacher is, one thing. Mm -hmm. How much natural talent you have. Uh, But there's a thing about practice that I was taught by a teacher uh, that wasn't in this book at all. And that there are different kinds of practice. It isn't about how many hours. In fact, I had a piano teacher who said, I don't need you to practice for hours. Practice for 30 minutes every single day. Yeah. And the brain science behind that is when you get tired, the practice isn't as good. It's the law of diminishing returns. At that, and that actually your brain needs to rest after you try something. Too and sorry. while you sleep... Mm-hmm your brain is like street sweepers are going through your brains, getting the the debris off the roads mm. of the new neural pathways you created. Yeah. Literally detoxifying. Right. And by the way, I'm highly skeptical of that because I've not seen films of these street sweepers. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounded good. So, all right. so that's 10,000 hours. Now there's another one that's come under scrutiny. And again, it uses... The number 10,000. Can you guess? I won't make you wait long. This was in the New York Times. Do we really need to take 10,000 steps a day for our oh, health?
3: Yes, oh, yes,
0: of
1: course. Yeah, I've heard that. All right. Why isn't it 9,466? <laughs> yeah. Why isn't it proportionate to age Yeah. or well, weight or whatever? It turns out this is a marketing trick. Ah. Uh, Which, by the way, Malcolm Gladwell was a marketing trick, too.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: There isn't science behind it. According to Dr. Imin Lee, a professor of epidemiology at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, sounds impressive to me. <laughs> uh, the 10,000 steps target became popular in Japan in the 1960s. And guess why? Mm. 1960s. Um, well,
3: because it was. No, I don't know.
1: Oh, the um, President's Council on Fitness or something? Ah, mm -hmm. Uh, It's sort of like that, only it was Japanese. Uh, In in 1960-something, 64 Tokyo Olympic Games, a clockmaker, hoping to capitalize on interest in fitness after the Games, mass-produced a pedometer with a name that, when translated from Japan resembled a walking man. It also translated as10,000 steps meter." And people mm. took that to mean that you're working to get 10,000 steps on that, and that alone got it started. Hmm. Today's science says that's hogwash. <laughs> a 2019 study by uh, Dr. Min Lee. Mm-hmm. found that women in their 70s who managed as few as 4,400 steps a day reduced their risk of premature death by 40% Jeez. compared a, to women who only did 2,700 steps a, a day.
3: Difference, wow!
1: The risk for early death continued to drop, but benefits plateaued at 7,500. And
3: that's all I want to do is, right, just get me to the plateau so I can sit down and have a beer. Uh,
1: by the way, do you know how many uh, miles 10,000 steps translates to? No idea. It would depend. It would vary on your leg length, I would think. Bingo! Yes.
3: I was going to come up with a slogan and popularize it,
1: but you're correct. Um, so it, it, it depends on your leg length. It, it averages somewhere uh, around uh, five miles, although I've noticed for me it's four point something miles. So, yes. Okay. Wow. So you take a pedometer when you go hiking. Then. Okay. So, I don't want to make you all cynics. <laughs> yes, you do. But when you see something <laughs> that looks like branding, yes. 10,000.
0: <laughs> Impossible meat.
1: <laughs> it's it's also like lists, to, right? People yeah. love lists. Do your own reading. Uh all right, next up Zip has discovered a brand new television show.
3: <laughs> You're being a cynic, Bob. He Why just, did yeah. I
1: even mention He it. just finished oh. Gone with the Wind and oh. <laughs> uh, The Wizard of Oz. Uh, I am so happy you found this television show, by the way, because it's... So awesome. am I, by the way, and I'm freaking dead, yeah. you asshole. <laughs> it's one of the greatest <laughs> television shows at all, of all times, The Sopranos. What took Soprano. you so long? Yeah. Jesus.
3: How did Buy you, a good set. Pay for a service once in a while.
1: How did you find The Sopranos?
0: Uh, Jeannie... Somehow realized they were running the entire, the entire whatever eight seasons. Doesn't Genie come from a a mob family of candy makers or (laughs) something like
3: that? No, but (laughs) way to
1: besmirch. Did they whack the other candy people? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Ah. I'm the Candyman, oh, oh, the Candyman! She probably doesn't want us <laughs> well, to talk about that. But yeah.
0: and I and I do think they've rolled this out because Gandolfini's kid is—it's a yeah. prequel, right? Of course, yes. Oh, is there right. a prequel yeah. to the? Sobranos did you not name? know? I did not know this. No.
3: Oh, it's true. Yes, did, James Gandolfini's son
0: is playing yeah. him as a young man. Oh, wow! Prior right. to it, and it really, it
3: really works. It really—it does work. Have you seen? Yeah, it? yeah, I've seen. I've seen clips. What's it called? Sopranos the prequel or something like that
1: no kidding
3: yeah his kid it, and he looks like him I mean it's it's just perfect casting
1: wow and the kid like can him. act he can act oh it's called The Many Saints of Newark yes that's that is it? it yep okay there's a trailer when is it gonna be out I do not know that oh it'll be re- here I got it I can find it faster look we who needs the research for this show <laughs> can research in real time It'll be released in theaters and on HBO Max October first. Oh, yeah. Wow! But
3: you get you got I'm looking so at him now, and yeah, he yeah. does look like. Yeah. Him. Look at the trailer. It's it's amazing
1: how much you know he resembles his dad. Uh, yeah. Uh, so um, so it's not out. It's just a trailer. Yeah, but the hype is incredible. Mm. Mm. Young Anthony Soprano is growing oh, up you. in one of the most tumultuous eras of New York's hi- New York's history becoming a man just as rival gangsters begin to rise up. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Wow. Um. And it, And by the way, looking in the trailer, mm-hmm. he looks young enough that they could do as many seasons oh, it's of this. A fr-
3: yeah. It's a franchise, yeah. Yeah.
1: This is like Star Trek. A-
3: yeah. <laughs> Captain no, Kirk's grandson. Old, no, no, Cab, yeah. Yeah. Nothing like oh, Star h- Trek at all. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> By the way, how old is he? How, uh, how old is How old is his son? Jr.?
1: Yeah. Uh it does say in this article. 20 something, I think. Wow. He looks That's in his, at, his 20s. At, pretty and wild. Yeah. And that means they could do him for 10 12 years if they <laughs> yeah. wanted to. Yeah. He'll be rich. Speaking of Star Trek, uh uh James Kirk going to be, William Shatner is going to be ninety years old? Could you believe if if someone had told me that he'd be the longest living? <laughs> <dark> <laughs> Who'd have thought? Out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he, you know, um,
3: what's his name? Zulu is still around.
1: Um, yes, yes. Yeah, Mister. Yes, but, but he uh, takes care of himself. If yes, you know he what does. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, he takes care of Brad, his husband. just <laughs> going to be diplomatic about that. Yes. He knows how to take care of
3: himself, probably eats he, sensibly. He's got. To, and he, I think you could fit four of him in one Bill Shatner.
1: That's right. The last time I saw Bill, okay. not to. All right. Now, uh, so you're watching the So in order to get ready for this new prequel, you and Jeannie are watching the whole season, all the seasons of The Sopranos.
0: Yeah. yeah but I mean, you know, I've seen most of them. There's quite a few we missed. You know okay. what I mean? Me Different they episodes, do. yeah. Over
1: the years. But you're going to watch it like you're going to binge it now, right? Right, and and that... just have
0: just having the ability to go back and yeah. and pick up on lines
1: you missed because well,
0: there's a lot of comedic lines in it too. It's really
1: funny at times. Yeah, and I watched it you know. all and caught up to the newest episodes as it was ending, just like I did with Breaking Bad. So it's probably a great time, even if you've seen it once. To begin now and plan on finishing the binge around October 1st. I can't wait for Uncle June to finish his <laughs>
3: binging in the bathroom. Jeez, light a match, Uncle June.
1: That's awesome. Okay. All right. Um, I'm glad you found a new TV show. <laughs> have you have you ever watched Gilligan's Island yet? I hear that.
3: <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, ship's the of the of this yeah. <laughs> desert isle.
1: By the way. Um, uh, I am a little sad that Lisa and I binge watch so much Why? that it's, it's coming up pretty dry lately. Yeah. We're watching, we're now desperate. You've, you've heard that song. The girls all get prettier at closing time. <laughs> we're <laughs> watching not. shows that we go, well, it's not that good, but no. it's six
3: episodes. Let's just do it. I'm yeah. I'm getting cynical though. I If I, if they don't buy, if I don't buy in by the second episode, forget it. I'm out. Yeah.
1: Okay, Um, here's a question Ed had. Ed wonders, and I want to hear the story behind it. When is it okay for the woman to pay? Uh, And it's interesting because I've always been chivalrous. I've always wanted to pay, but it's probably a little bit out of insecurity and also hoping for some gratitude (laughs) (laughs) over the years. (laughs) Even now, actually, a little... Little thank you would be nice, but uh, tell me about your situation with this. Is this you and your girlfriend Lizzie? Yeah, yeah. Because D- uh, my buddy Dave, who is um,
3: a guy that puts on you know big shows uh, for corporations and stuff like that, right. I, I used to. He used to use me for voiceover a lot, and it doesn't happen that much anymore. But he, we've become and, may, and be, became and have stayed good friends. So when he and the wife uh, like to come downtown, they usually call me, they swing by, they pick me up and we go out for dinner. He had his son this time. And so he said, well, we'll just meet you at at Mercury, which is a little place in Corktown, which is the Irish enclave. And I, you know, so I'm I'm going, well, Dave, and he always, you know, Dave just picks up the tab. It's like, I can try, but he just waves me off. So, uh, I, but this time I got a guest and it's not just the three of us, it's, it's got the son. So there's five people there. So I'm, I'm thinking, and I say to the waitress, I mo- motion to the waitress, I point to Lizzie, I point to me. I say, would you mind writing us on, on a separate check? And she said, well, I'll, you can figure that out at the end of the meal. I said, okay, fine. So I, I motioned to her and she said, well, no, the, the young lady just has already given me the card. And I'm like, oh, jeez, you know, so she picked up, not, I thought she, she was picking up uh, uh, my, me and uh, her and uh, my tab. She picked up the whole table. Oh. And I, and, and, and I, and I turned to his son who's, you know, a, a man in his mid-20s and I said, uh, in my day this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> we, you know, we went, the men, the guys always paid. Mm. I said, it's, it's a whole nother ball game now. I guess I'm supposed to just go along, but I, you know. You felt uncomfortable. A, a little, a tiny bit, because, uh, you know, I, I had wanted to pick it up, and uh, I, should, I just surprised the hell out of me. I mean, I, I wasn't even going to pick up the whole table. <laughs>
1: you weren't. You wanted to, pay, <laughs> no. you wanted to go she, Dutch. I, I was going to try and do a Dutch
3: thing, and she just aced, aced
1: yeah. me. You know? You're Scottish, and you're Canadian, but you wanted to go <laughs> Dutch.
3: Because <laughs> I know he wouldn't let me pay for them, you know, because he does, he's, he's very well, well, he says. Uh, so very, it made you, know, you
1: uncomfortable uh, my, that just, your young, it was, young it beautiful a, girlfriend... Mm-hmm. sort of and by the way lisa and i do this lisa does this sometimes yeah sneaks back and gives someone the card and says i've got this and i've done that yeah you've done it too mm-hmm. so i mean what's the big deal why why do you
3: care i I would just like to have known going in so that i could uh, not not you know be slack jawed at the table in front of my friends going oh WTF I mean she does pick up the tab A
1: lot of the time She's uh, got probably. a good job though I She does that. Yeah she does very well We won't talk about her job right <laughs> she, she, She's
3: not in the sex trade kids <laughs> Just for the, I wasn't implying for the, anything about No that. but I mean People's minds run wild You know
1: However but yeah, Is that a does. yes we won't talk about it
3: we, we we can talk about it She's she's a horticulturalist
1: She grows things Yes Yes, she does. She does many jobs. Does she turn season. them into gummies or does someone else do
3: that? <laughs> I think that's out of her hands. I think she, she's a, yeah. a raw product supplier. It's she's a horticulturist,
1: hers. which is in great demand these days if you're in one <laughs> yes. of those 36 states that have yeah, lots of le- horticulturist job openings. It, it's legal. Is she yeah. okay with us talking about that? Um,
3: I, I don't even know. I okay, really so this is her. the part where you check first? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, she's out there on the couch, probably watching TV.
1: Is she around? Can you go ask her she, and come back? She's around. Um, if she says no, I, I'll edit it out. Oh, okay. <laughs>
3: Look, hold, hold on. I don't, don't have just go headphones. No, so I got I'll in trouble a
1: couple of weeks ago because we mentioned something you were doing. Yeah. And I should have caught it. And I well, ended, that, up, was, and I ended up having to edit related. it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I sh- I'm sure she'll be
3: fine with it. She has said in the past, look, you could talk whatever you want to talk about. I'm oh, okay. Yeah. Well, she I, does listen. So, if believe me, I would catch hell. She is a
1: Patreon. Actually. Okay, you're going to do me that. Oh, she, she, that's right. She is a Patreon. Mm-hmm. She spends eight bucks a month on us. Yeah. Yeah. She does. And she listens quite a bit. Tell her I think that's cheap now that I know that she can pick up the whole tab.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. great. Uh,
1: Last, uh, Lizzie's awesome, by the way. Uh, You know, she's been a bit of a mystery. She's sort of like Norm's wife from Cheers. And uh, when Zip was here on the weekend, she called at at some point and she FaceTimed. And so I got a glimpse of her. She's very beautiful. Yeah, she's stunning. And um, you guys are very obviously in, you're either in love or very deep in like. Yeah, no, I I think it's the former. Yeah, and I'm so happy for you. I, yeah it's a good it's a good time it's of great. life and yeah. and you know whether she wants to ever come on the show or not we can just talk about her like norm's wife from cheers <laughs> i'm trying to convince her to <laughs> to pick up her axe and, and get her chops down so she can
3: contribute to some song parodies i want to see you put out song does parodies she sing? I, yeah she does like a funny. bird you do
1: suggest song parodies yeah they suck yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> this is where my but son t- <laughs> would say yes Yes, that classic rock does suck, Dad. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's it's not that they suck, I, I I for some reason I'm less interested in song parodies now and, and more. No, you, interested, we talked about that at your yeah, house, yeah. More interested in real music. Like uh, for the last two weeks, I played some Christine Ullman mm-hmm. to tease that she was going to play at my birthday party, and Boy, some people good. really liked her. So I'm going to play another song at the end of the podcast. Please do, yeah. Um, all right, last topic. And I hesitate to talk about something like this uh, because it's, we're not experts. But then after being disappointed by so many experts over the years and knowing that opinions are like the exit ramp, from your body, from your digestive system. <laughs> the exit
0: ramp. Yeah.
1: Wow. I think it's okay for us to talk about our opinions on this. And what we're going to say is just just opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, inflation is continuing to rise. Mm. And... <sighs> As I watch, and by the way, do we care about money? Well, we're, we're men of a certain age. We have, you know, some 401k. We have, you know, we're all concerned at this age about. Outliving our dough. Whether we outlive our dough. <laughs> we've already outlived our usefulness. And our youth. Yeah, and our youth. <laughs> and for myself. we've also been around for enough decades yeah. that we've seen inflation. Hell yeah. We've seen the kind of inflation that most people weren't born for, and we've also been around long enough, at least, yeah, I think we all have, that we've seen crashes, disasters, and we've watched analysts say, it's temporary, it's no big deal, this is just a blip. Remember the dot-com crash around the year 2000, 1999, 2000? Yep. Like, uh, stocks can only go up from here. Whoop. <laughs> Buying opportunity. <laughs> They're going down. <laughs> 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 or the mortgage crisis in 2008. Y2K. By the way, uh, prices, uh, this was just reported. Let me Let me see if I get the exact date on it. The most recent monthly report, July 13th. So, we're recording this on the 14th. Prices rose 5.4% year over year in June. That is the largest spike since 2008. Questions are mounting as to whether inflation will be here to stay. Mm. What's wrong with that headline? Zip? I heard a bunch of. I
0: heard. <laughs> I heard a lot of cold water thrown on that. that those stats <laughs> right, earlier by today. Who? Just talking about, Well, uh, somebody from MSNBC. I must admit. What? Did but they talking end- about. Yeah. Well, they were just talking about supply chain issues and the fact that you know uh, demand is far outweighing supply and the whole chip thing with you know automotive industry mm-hmm. all those things so they think it'll it'll seek its own level i mean prices won't completely
1: rebound back to
0: where they were but
1: hmm. uh, here's here's uh cnbc said this we expected a pop in inflation like this right now it's really uh steady in the boat don't read too much signal out of any month of data Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was last week. That was 1928. <laughs> Excuse me.
3: <laughs> oh, you bastard. <got>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that was 2006 uh, about real yeah. estate. It's no. It's a blip. Um, Americans feel the strain at the grocery store, which doesn't need computer chips. Or okay. does it? Because everything uses computer chips right now. Yeah. The gas station. Yeah. The housing okay. market. Uh, Airline tickets, rental cars, lumber. Yeah, it's just a few isolated little things that we hardly need at all. (laughs) All
3: of life's essentials.
1: Now, uh, let me me see. Who would say it's going to be real bad for the most gain? Let me guess. It would be whoever isn't in power right now, right? (laughs) Uh. Oh, Republicans, yes. Uh, they say the Fed is behind the curve. We need to acknowledge that inflation is with us, and it's more severe than expected. The Fed has assured us that it's all transitory. I remain concerned that they put themselves in a position of being behind the curve if they're wrong. All right. So, I remember I said we were just going to give our personal opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this will go down. Uh, by the way, I, I gave the opinion that the coronavirus would be no big deal. It wouldn't be Bye. bigger than the flu did the same um and then i quickly said who was that guy A few weeks <laughs> <later>. <laughs> who was that masked man so your opinion goes on your permanent record just like that time you got detention in third grade mm-hmm. uh, my <laughs> opinion is my opinion Do uh, you want mine you want me to go last or first it's your show, pal. <laughs> it's not my show. Although I do take over everything. You're right. No, it's not real free. Go ahead. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty bad. And for a while. And the reason I think that is from personal experience, I'm seeing things happen that aren't being fully reported. And everything, like if a butterfly farts... In Zip's neighborhood, Detroit (laughs) catches a cold. Do you know what I'm saying? Let me give you one example. Um, Real estate. Now, to me, real estate is like adult movies are for some guys like Zip and Ed. I've always been fascinated with real estate. And Lisa and I never stay in the same place for very long. In fact, this Vermont place is one of the longest uh, that we've stayed in a house. Right. We're six going on seven years. Seven years is our record. Hmm. And um, I'm worried about the weather we're experiencing, the excess humidity, the crazy heat. And I've been looking around going like, well, where would you want to live? And not now, but years from now or whatever. And as I looked around, I noticed that real estate prices have dramatically exploded in the last year and a half. You ain't whistling, Dixie. Some of the fastest rises I've seen. Uh, I looked at, like, a house we used to own. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I saw that, actually. Right. I showed you that, didn't I, when mm-hmm. you were here? Yep. Mm-hmm. And... And, and and I and here's why that freaks me out. Oh, by the way, if you're trying to buy a house now, I have some friends who just sold in Rhode Island and moved to Maine. <laughs> um, they were worried about selling, and I was like, "You're going to have multiple bidders on day yep. one. Your house is beautiful, and you're two blocks from the beach in Rhode Island. You, you, you don't even think about it." I and mean, they had multiple bidders, and it you know, right. it was sold in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and they moved far away to Maine, and they found a beautiful place. And, and by the way, a lot of people go to Maine because the taxes are lower. hmm We're in Vermont, which is not great. Just over the river in New Hampshire, a little bit better. No income tax. I missed that about Washington. Anyway, here's the thing. All of these people stretching and doing bidding wars to buy the biggest house they can. Mm-hmm. And there's tons of moving going on. I I think it's, I think this is crazy, but I think staying inside in the same house for a year and a half made you want to move. Hmm. For a lot of people. Really? And um, here's the thing. Mostly away from your family. <laughs> well, could be that. <laughs> it just could be, remember, pent up demand to get that out of the house. Yeah. Meant get out of the house, get to get a different one. Right. Also, life is short; you could mm-hmm. die at any time from some pandemic. If you've always wanted to, you know, move or you've been thinking about it, you know, why wait? Right. Well, well everything within
3: a, within pardon the expression pissing distance of Manhattan just sold as soon as the pandemic, you know, was established. When it when it hit hard in New York, everybody That's said, right.
1: "Screw this! I am out of here." Yeah. Uh, and there is a fleeing from the cities, but city prices are not depressed. Uh, well, a commercial in New York has fall, was down. You're talking for, commercial, for but that's because yeah. Jeff Bezos now owns everything. It's not. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, commercial real estate is a different, a different yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's because all those companies are being bought by Amazon, and <laughs> it's only one company now. Right. So here's the thing. Every one of those big mortgages is either... And by the way, some people are buying with cash. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great way to launder money. (laughs) Yes. Um, All this is more debt that people have. It's great for the banking industry. But it's it's a huge piece of inflation because every new house means you need to buy something, you need to fix something, you need to build a deck, which increases and exacerbates the shortages of everything else. And here's the psychological component of it. Mm-hmm. Once companies get used to charging a higher price, how often do they go, let's lower it? What's the expression? Never. <laughs> no, never <laughs> if they can, unless they ha- are forced yeah. to by competition. Right. And so uh, I, I just so many things are more expensive. I don't think it's just a supply chain. I think too many forces are in... There's too much momentum for higher prices. When we flew to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. airline prices were like 50% higher. Yes, because they've got to make it up. But that, Exactly. Down. They need that, yeah. that. These boards of directors are like, mm-hmm. well, let's be kind to the people. No. Bullshit. Plus, I believe there's more collusion than ever in our world. I believe we've come through a period... Of the, and I don't blame Trump. He just took advantage of it very well. I, I believe we've come to a period where... You know, kindness is <laughs> really too expensive. Uh, and so I, I'm pessimistic, I guess, about mm. this being short-term. I, I kind of picture 6% mortgage... Because when the economy steamrolls, the only yeah. way to put on the brakes is to raise interest rates. Not a popular move. Not? No. So, But, but anyway... I hope I'm a hundred percent wrong, but I'm on the record. It's on my permanent record, just like that time I had detention in fifth grade. <laughs> but uh, everything costs more. Everything you, costs more. Right. What do you think, Zip?
0: Uh, I'm I'm pretty depressed after listening. To <laughs> <Bob>. Sorry. <yeah. laughs> quite quite frankly, I don't know what to think. Look, the dog
1: um, is in the corner crying too. Everybody's.
0: It's it's certainly concerning. I don't know, I, you know, and I'm and I also look at the window of my own mortality. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Like, how, how, how is this going to play out within ten or fifteen years? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. No. I'm
3: depressed. Yeah. <laughs> no. So,
1: I, I mean, do, see the fact that CNBC says, "Cheer up and keep investing." Yeah. That's their job. <laughs> that's, yeah. It is their job. Uh, all right. Well, that was a bummer. All right,
3: <laughs> thank you, Bluebird of Sunshine. <laughs> I wish we could end on something. Fun. I, I
1: don't
0: see the distribution of wealth getting any more even keeled anytime soon.
3: No, no. I, I thought there was going to be like a big show of compassion, and there seemed to be for
1: a time. That right. you
3: know, that seems to, to evaporate rather quickly once right. things come back online.
1: Uh, speaking of distribution of wealth, mm-hmm. some commentary I heard on the All In podcast. Uh, was very interesting about that because they discussed the inflation of the 80s. And I don't know, again, if you're of all, if you're of our age, you may remember this. Uh, my first mortgage had an interest rate of 15.1%. Yes, it was crazy. Right. And I didn't know better at the time. It was just like, you know,
0: sure, well, 26. But, you, but your retirement plan could be a few bank CDs.
1: That's right. You, actually, you could get, but, but again, everything was going up in cost so yeah, fast that yeah. it was eaten up. But one of the things I, I heard on that podcast was that it's actually an equalizer. Inflation hurts the wealthy, but it More. tends to raise wages and even things out for the lower class. Hmm. Now, I don't know if I believe that. I'm going to say, I'd like to see those stats behind It that. doesn't sound right. Yeah. Uh, but I'm no expert. I would have to get a real economist to talk about that. Mm-hmm. It's anybody know one? Nope. No, I have <laughs> I mean, scientist friends. I have yes. you know various experts uh, in maple syrup and gun making. <laughs> what a crowd you hang with! Yeah. You and your highfalutin uh, friends. I have a wide variety. <laughs> I like diversity. You know how yeah, is. I do too. Okay, but in this crazy real estate market right now, there's uh, literally nothing for sale. That's how crazy people want to move. That I'm. That I still haven't figured out. Uh, you know, the theory about the pandemic is one thing, but it's it's pretty nutty. Okay, uh, wow. So that was a pretty long one, right? It's it's yeah, made it easier to give stuff
3: away. I will say, say what that. What has made it easier? to give stuff I, away. I think that the um, the the realization of how many people are this is devastated. Has made it easier to just donate things rather than sell them, sort of thing. What things? What do you mean? Just just divesting of of old electronics, of of clothes, of, uh, you know, all this excess stuff. Downsizing. Downsizing. Are you doing that? Oh, big time, yeah. And Lizzie's helping me, too, because she's kind of a, you know, crunchy, hippie chick, you know, less is more. So.
1: She's, uh, she's a Greek cynic from uh, before Christ. She is. <laughs> <laughs> that ties it all yeah. up in a neat little bow. Yes. All right. Well, make sure she doesn't mind that we mentioned that she's in the <clears throat> horticultural business. Yeah. She's a botanist. Uh, uh, absolutely. And uh, for all you listeners, thanks for tuning in. We're going to play some Christine Ullman right now. She did play my birthday party. She was awesome. Killed. I did have her permission to record Uh, and what I said was I'll just you know nothing without her permission and her consent but I should have a a music video you know I said whatever I do it'll be better than the YouTube videos people put up with their phones right and so I'm gonna try and pick one or two songs and share them with everybody who listens and uh, and uh, I did say thank you to every single Facebook Happy birthday wish. Wow. It took me four days. (laughs) God bless. Seriously. (laughs) Servicing the fan base. God bless me. Thank you, because it was all Catholic guilt, because after I talked about it, (laughs) I sat down. Well, two things happened. One, my wife said, Aunt Arlene says she wished you happy birthday on Facebook, but she hasn't heard from you. Oh, boy. And I was like, oh, Aunt Arlene is in there? And then it was like... You know, Cousin Greg was said, he said hi to you. Sometimes yeah. if they don't get to me, they go around me and go to Lisa. <laughs> that's, as you know, that's what they do with a lot of guys, and high so, profile guys. Yeah, and so on the first night, Lisa went to bed. She'll go to bed at like 10.30, and sometimes mm-hmm. I'll, I'll read, stay up till midnight or whatever. I sat there and I said, well, oh, let me go to Facebook. And I started, first I started with a cut and paste. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for the birthday greeting. Have a good one. And then I thought... That's too impersonal. So right. then I went, Mike, thanks for the birthday greeting. Have a good one. <laughs> that worked better. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and oh boy. then when, and, and I did that only when people just said happy birthday and they didn't say anything. Right. But then, then my guilt totally took over. And if someone said something specific like, I was a Win a Girl Wednesday on your show 30 years ago. I can't just say, "Hey, Arlene, hey. thanks for the birthday greeting." Are you still hot? No, I'm <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> that thought did occur, uh, but what I said would say was, "Wow, that's cool. How did the date work out?" Appreciate the greeting, you know. And so, and, and right. so, my in, my intent was to cut and paste, but I ended up not doing that. And I I don't know how many, maybe three or four hundred altogether. Wow. Uh, but it was a joy. Because I really heard from people who'd listened for many years. Yeah, it's very validating. And coworkers, workers mm-hmm. The boss who hired me from CBS to Clear Channel. Hmm. And I was like, wow, that's really nice of you to take the time. And then we ended up having a little conversation. And at the end of the thing, there was there's this one woman who... Uh, I can't remember her name. But she she literally wrote... Well, after I heard you ragging about all the birthday greetings on Facebook, <laughs> I was sure I would never get a reply. <laughs> and sure enough. And and I wasn't ragging on it. I was just like, you know, it was, it was an abundance of blessings, an avalanche of blessings. So <laughs> thank you to everybody. Thing. You can email us anytime, show at bob and zip dot com, <laughs> And uh, if you want to reach the dog, just <laughs> just note for Fritz. For Fritz the Dog. All right. You want to hear one more Christine Ullman song? Please. Absolutely. Here she goes. Uh, This is from the birthday party Sunday night in Springfield, Vermont.
2: I got a secret, baby, that I shouldn't tell. Never get well I went to the doctor and the doctor said You gotta drive that boy right out of your head Now I'm walking on the back streets crying to myself The love potion in my veins, I can't help myself A pretty colored bottle like a runaway train With a wide open throttle Your chemical reaction 100 proof pure It ain't satisfaction and there ain't no cure hey, hey, hey. Ah. Mm. I got a dedicated heart There's nothing I can do about it You find thing, and there's no way I can live without it. You put a spell on me that's blacker than a cab, and oh baby, 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 I like it like that. Yeah, you're kind of like poison in a pretty color bottle, like a runaway train with a wide open throttle. Your chemical reaction. Uh, I just can't get right. The fix is more than any drug can do. I come a thousand miles to so just a shadow. You. You're kind of like poison in a pretty color bottle, like a one-way train with a wide open throttle. Your chemical reaction, a hundred proof. You're Satisfaction, and there ain't no cure. You're kind of like poison in a pretty colored bottle, like a runaway train with a wide open throttle. Chemical reaction, a hundred proof. It ain't satisfaction, and there.
1: That's the incredible thing about Christine Ullman, by the way. She's a songwriter. Does she ever? I, like, when I first saw her, I had no idea who she was, that she played with my friend Cliff Goodwin from the Joe Cocker Band. Right. He also played with Robert Palmer. Anyway, name-dropping Bob. Zip always says that. <laughs> <laughs> but when I saw them uh, before inviting her to the birthday party, I was listening, and I was like, who does that song? I, I thought they were cover songs. So, is writing down song titles with the idea of finding out who wrote it? And it was her. Wow. Christine Ullman. Buy her album, by the way, because I'm so grateful she played at my birthday party. Uh, and if you can only buy one album, buy the one called The Deep End. That's the most recent one. Right. And my friend Cliff Goodwin is on that playing guitar and uh, zip didn't come to the birthday party but I'm. he didn't hear it (laughs) no he didn't (laughs) hear it live now
0: now is that um that's actually from the party
1: no (laughs) No, oh oh i thought you said it was i just said that to perk people up and go wow that's amazing no it was from the party and she played that song at the party she's playing with everybody my god think about it if you're on saturday night live who don't you play with oh yeah well she's in the saturday night live band yeah Right. She's called the Beehive Queen, and she has this amazing beehive. And she refers to uh, listening to her music as getting going deep in the hive. Uh, <laughs> ah, yeah. She lives in a very deep emotional place. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. She really was, uh, absolutely spectacular. She's a blues legend, uh, in my view, very underappreciated for how great she is. Mm. So. But I would say that about anybody who played my birthday party. So if there could be some <laughs> sort of crap band, it would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, plug for Christine Ullman. Thank great, you, everybody. Great. Take care. Uh, cheers. Next week.
2: good Zip Show.